I've got something for you today. I want to get right into it. No segues. I'm not going to talk. Right away, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. It says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Who loves that Jesus is willing to come to you? He is willing. He said, you've got a need. You're crying out. I will come and heal him. But this story, this little chunk of scripture is so good. It's going to get better than that. Can it get better than that? Everybody say, can it get better than that? Only Jesus makes it better. Only Jesus, only the Word. Man, He just, He blows our minds sometimes. You can read something, you can see something in the Word, and then one day it goes from here, goes from the book form, it goes in the leather, and it becomes revelation, becomes something inside you, becomes life and authority. And it says, as it continues, I will come to Him, but verse 8 says, but the officer said, now, who talks back to the Lord? How often do you talk back to God? I don't do it often. When God says, I will come, yes, Lord. Absolutely. You've got it. But this guy says, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. First of all, we are worthy. He, had, he, just, he had a misconception. He didn't realize yet. The cross hadn't happened yet. There is no one worthy, is there? but you are through Jesus. Jesus doesn't need you to be worthy. He was willing. But nonetheless, there's an amazing story here. He says, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word. Come on, everybody. Just say the word. Everybody together. Just say the word. I Man, I was praying, and, this, and I had already been thinking the directions that I felt like the Lord wanted to head, and I was praying, and this story just popped in my head, and that line popped in my head. Just say the word from where you are, and is this Jesus talking? This sounds like incredible faith. Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. Just say, everybody, let's, let's get a picture here. We're talking there's a gap of space. Uh, we do it all the time. I, Tuesday nights, many times, some of you aren't here, and there's others in our group that aren't here today as well uh, that we have out in the valley. There might be on vacation, might be with families, whatever, and we pray for them right from here. There is no gap. There is no space there is no time with God. Isn't that an amazing truth? That we can just, once it comes out of our mouth, it bypasses the realities of space, it bypasses the realities of time. And this is a truth. This, this truth that this guy gets, it says in verse 9, I know this. 
Because I am under, everybody say, authority. I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go. And they go. Or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. This guy got a glimpse. He taps into something that Jesus says. I just want to get to the verse. I'm like preaching ahead of myself. But Jesus turns to him and he says in verse 10, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed or he marveled. That's pretty, is there anything that, that you think that we could do that Jesus hasn't already known that you would do? Even the most amazing things that we could create in, and, and do for him, he's God. Did anybody see my Instagram the other day or, or the Facebook, the photo I took just of the rolling fields in the sky? And I hashtagged it, God paints the sky. It was somebody else's. I grabbed that and took it because it's just this Jesus. It says that everything was made through him that was made. And we're just talking about just a little tiny piece of earth. Talk about the whole globe and all of it and the universe. And Jesus is amazed. I, I don't know if we're getting this, the level this. This something that amazed Jesus. Is that possible to be ruler over the universe and be amazed? It is possible because he was. He was amazed and he said, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. In other words, actually, he says Israel here but because that's who he came for. What he actually is saying here is, I've never this is the greatest act of faith ever right here. I haven't seen any faith that compares to this. And what is it? What was it? What amazed him? It was, it says in verse 13, it says, Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home because you believed it has happened, and the young servant was healed that same hour. What this soldier stumbled upon is a reality in God that Jesus is teaching us through his word, but ultimately, this is still early in his story. This is only Matthew 8. We go to Matthew 28. This concept becomes a reality in us as believers. But this guy is the first one that caught it. He captured it. He saw that there was authority in Jesus and that the authority was in right here, the tongue. This is a truth of the word of God, and I'm going to try to paint 
the picture between this week and whatever I don't get to today, I will get to next week to see how's, how the Lord leads here. But I was going to go right to the tongue and the power of our mouth, the power of our tongue, but the Lord stopped me and said, you need to understand how powerful this thing is before we talk about what's coming out. All right, there's a lot in the word about what's coming out both ways, good and bad. We can get to those, and I'll get to that next week. But there is power here, and Jesus says that it's when you realize it's the greatest act of faith when you will just say, Jesus, just say the word. When you realize that, that you take a truth, you, he said you believed, so it takes the belief in you, and now just speak it. Jesus, I only need you to take the truth, the reality, the knowing, and just speak it out, and I know it will be done. There's power in your tongue. And the Bible says that it's not only in Jesus. Did you know that Jesus was on a mission here on this earth? Did you know that he had a plan and a purpose here on this earth? He was going from here to there, and there's the cross. And he established some things, and spoke some things, and showed some things, and raised up some disciples. But then as he went to the cross, he crossed over, and what did we find? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Acts, which is us. Uh, right after Jesus establishes his authority and who he is and his dominion and takes the keys from the pit of hell, the disciples that he had been training immediately take up the baton and continue in the task that he was on the earth for. So we find just two chapters over in Matthew 10, that Jesus sends out his disciples in the same way that God sent him to the earth. But I want you to read, we're going to read it in Luke 9, says it in a way that I thought was better. You can find this in both Matthew 10 and Luke 9. But Luke 9, verse 1 says, Luke chapter 9, verse 1 says, One day Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them, everybody say it, power and authority. Jesus gave his disciples power and authority. And he said it was to cast out demons, to heal all diseases. And then verse 2 says, and to tell everyone about the kingdom of God to heal the sick. God has authorized you. God authorized Jesus. Jesus said it. He was clear. There is no miscommunication in the word that Jesus said, I don't do anything that God has instructed me to do. And he said further, I don't say anything that the Holy Spirit has not told me to say. There was an authority on Jesus. Jesus was given that authority by the Father, 
And then Jesus gave the authority to who? To us. He gave the authority to those that were following him. To those that follow Jesus, he gives you power and authority. Now, there are some other things. We could talk about those other things, casting out demons and healing the sick. For today, I want to talk about the tongue. Those are other sermons. He gave you authority for a multitude of things, actually, if you start finding it through the Word. There are more things we have authority over as well. But for today specifically, He gave them power and authority to tell, to speak, to use your mouth. It says in the book of John, chapter 14, the book of John, chapter 14, verse 8, it says, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth, verse 12. Anyone, everybody, is anybody and anyone in here? I think we've got a whole bunch of anyone's in here. Anyone who believes in me. Does anyone in here believe in him? Anyone who believes in me will do very similar, you know, small, like just below me works. Right? Let's move on. Next scripture. Oh, wait. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and greater and even greater works because I am going to be with the, with the Father. Now, the reason I pulled the scripture up, what I want to establish here is Jesus was given authority. Jesus gave us authority. And even, the word says, that our authority will produce even greater works than Jesus did on earth. I don't know that we've seen that yet. I'm sure the thing is, the Bible says the least will be the greatest, the greatest will be the least. So there could be in Africa and in India, I mean, or right here in the U.S., there could be some no-name guy who has been walking in it and been doing amazing things. And like everything else, God and every, you know, everything else great that God does, it gets suppressed. So there could be. But I haven't seen the public work of that yet. I haven't seen that. What I believe is coming. And the reality is, is that what was Jesus about? Jesus did some things with his hands. He healed. 
Jesus showed some things supernaturally just as a testimony. He multiplied their, he took their lack and turned it into more than they needed, right? But Jesus spent most of his time speaking. Most of the power that Jesus put out was in the words. He said, if you could only hear me, if you could only see what I'm saying. And I believe that the Lord wants us to know how powerful this thing is. This thing, when you believe in Jesus Christ and when you speak, and we'll get into the negative of that too, it comes with great power. With great power comes great responsibility. Okay? <laughs> but it's true. There is a great power in here. And we use it. We can use it flippantly. I don't want to get ahead of myself, preach next week's sermon. But we need to be so careful because it was designed for this. Why did God give it to us? For greater works. Everyone say greater works. That's what I believe that Jesus is prepping us for. I truly do. And it's uh, completely up to God on his timing and on his way. If we tried to make that happen, we'd be getting into flesh and into striving. We're not going to do that. We're just going to keep going. We're going to keep believing. And we're going to keep proclaiming the truth. We're going to watch this thing and speak the truth. I want to take you a little bit further here. Who's ever heard of the book Philemon? I know it's not preached very often. It's only one page. It's only got one chapter. And I was flipping through the word the other day, and I just, you know, as I do sometimes, I, you've probably all been there. You're not sure what you want to read at this exact moment. And I'm like, bam, I haven't read that. And I don't know how long. Bam, open it up. Let me read that. Now, I read it. That was that. I didn't, uh, nothing struck me in the moment. I put my Bible down that morning and I went on my day. Now, a couple of days later, I'm in my studies and I'm flipping through one of the books I love that gives you some word studies. And bam, there's a whole three page thing on this verse in Philemon. So that's how God speaks to me. That's, my, you know, he speaks to us in all different ways. That's usually the confirmations that he uses for me. I would have just breezed right past. I had not been in it just days before. And he says something in Philemon chapter one, the only one. Everybody say the only one. <laughs> Verse six. Do you have to say chapter one when it's only one chapter? Chapter. Verse six. <laughs> it just is what it is. Verse six says, and I'm praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. Mariah, can you pull that up in the Amplified as well? He says that there is a participation and a sharing of your faith. There is an action. Paul's writing to him. And he's praying, and he says, I want something to become alive in you, something to become active in you. There's a reality in you that comes from your identification in Jesus Christ. And when you get that, when you understand it, and you realize the good things, it says, 
that Christ did for you and that's in him, that's now inside you, when that reality becomes real, then he says what will happen is, I'm praying that as you get that, that there will be an activation, a participation. There is going to be something that's going to come out of you. The sharing of your faith will produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is in our identification with Christ Jesus and unto his glory. Yeah. Wow, that's a big mouthful. That's why I'm glad we got a screen here. For those listening, you got to look that up. You got to open up your Bible. There is something that happens when we realize who he is. If we, we can leave his authority on the shelf and be a believer, do you know that that's possible? And I was just doing some study, and there's a whole bunch of different examples. Rick Renner from um, Sparkling Gems of the Greek, he's the one that I found this three-page thing on Philemon 1.6. And he says it's kind of like this. You've got a car in the driveway. It's got a full tank of gas. It's got eight cylinders. It's, got, it's ready to go. And until you put the key in and turn it, and put the thing in the drive, and put your foot on the gas. It's no less yours. It is yours. It's completely yours, and it's ready to go, and it is powerful, but it is not yours until you activate it. Once you know you've got it, now the men here, if you knew you had a V8 that's already running out there, I mean, someone put the key in it for you, and it's running. It's just running. How quickly would you go out there and get in the thing and activate it? Use it. We would very quickly, I would, if there was particular V8s. I'm not going to name my cars here. That's not important. But I wouldn't mind one. But what happens is, is the thing that's already there for you, it's already available once you make it yours. It's there. God already did it. There was another example, and I thought this was amazing. Imagine calling the power company and telling them to flip on your lights. Would they do that for you? They would say, um, uh, sir, excuse me? I want you to turn on the lights in my kitchen. It's dark. Um, is, was there a storm, an outage? No, no, not at all. Okay, so, um, so is there any indication that the power has gone out? No, I just want you to turn on the lights in the kitchen. Well, did you try to flip the switch, sir? The power company has given you everything you need. It's already there. It's already hooked up. It's up to you to flip that switch. And the reality is, is our mouth, it's like God has put, especially if you've been with him for some time, and you start to get to know his word, especially like who thinks they, like, I don't know what to say. I've got nothing. And then all of a sudden, though, in a moment of crisis, something does come out of you. We've talked about that, right? Something does just boil out of you, right? And we thank God for those moments because his grace and his mercy, he uses you even though you think you can't. But I don't know that we should just rely on those moments. I think that's amazing. But I think many times it takes us, right, Annie? 
to actually listen to God? We were just joking about this, sorry. Sorry, and he put you on the spot. God's speaking to us, and he's giving you truths, and he's giving you things for people. Sometimes some good things, they're going to build them up. Some things are going to tear down the flesh in them. We're never meant to tear down their spirit, but maybe to tear down some flesh, which is still building them up, right? He's putting those things in you, and it takes you speaking it. I had this situation in my life recently. I was praying, and I'm asking God to do something because I didn't want to do it. I'm asking him to, to do something for me. I'm like, I don't want to speak it. You need to do it, God. God, you just need to work it out. And I will tell you, it did not happen until my mouth, something just, the power was there. The answer was there. God still did it, but it took me opening my mouth. And when I did, still wasn't comfortable, still was not enjoyable at all. But then all of a sudden, the power that was already there started flowing because I activated it. You have power right here. This is what Jesus told us. And I'm going to bring up some more scriptures to bring that point home. Is this making sense, anybody? Okay, awesome. All right. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Genesis 1.1. If you can't find that, <laughs> we have a Sunday school at 10 a.m. for adults. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And verse 3 says, Then God said. Then God said. It says that there was darkness. And this is what I was just referring to as a dark situation. It was a dark place. And the Spirit of God, I knew He was there. I knew the Spirit of God needed to deal with this situation. But it did not happen. The Spirit was hovering over this dark thing, this void, this formless thing. But then God said, let there be light. And wait, was there any question here? And there was light. God said, let there be light, and there was light. There is no question that when God says, when his mouth is opened, when he speaks, it will be done. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, referring to this, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6, it says that God commanded in the King James, New King James, it says said again here, but it's even stronger than said. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, it says that he commanded when he spoke, the light listened because he spoke. Now you're saying to me, well, that's God. We're just a little man. Okay, all right, you can say that to me, that's fine. 
Let's go back and listen for a second. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. But listen, but he says to his disciples, therefore, as I've said before, it's the old, it's the old Christian joke, it's there for a reason. Why did Jesus refer to his authority, his power? I've been given something, so therefore, go. What is Jesus saying here? Jesus is saying that I was with the Father when he spoke, right? In the book, Gospel of John, it says that, Jesus, that nothing was made, nothing was made except through Jesus Christ. So Jesus, the Lord, spoke through Jesus, and it was. By opening his mouth and declaring it, it was. Now, do we trust that Jesus then has the authority to commission us? I would say yes. It's not a trick question. Jesus was given the authority, and he's pretty aware. He's pretty confident by now. Now it's been maybe, I don't know, 4,000-ish years. We're not exactly sure. Who knows how long the earth was around in Eden, but since we have biblical history, somewhere around 4,000 years or so that Jesus is saying this, and I think he had some pretty good proof at this point that his authority was real, that what he spoke into existence was existing, including us, and that then why he would say to this soldier when he got it, he got this point that you just say it and it will be done. You just speak it, Jesus, and I know it will happen, and it did. And now Jesus says to us, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, in verse 20, and teach these. You have to speak. I've given you something. I've given you a truth, and you may feel like nothing's happening. Who has said the wrong thing or the right thing come to find out that I said that, or I shouldn't have said that? Once it comes out of our mouth, there are, you're, <laughs> especially this is a newer role, but as a pastor now, you're teaching, 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 and it doesn't necessarily look like anything to the natural eyes. You have to look through the Spirit's eyes, and then you see changes, and you think, see things happening. But I know. I'm not going to look like that. I know, just like this soldier did, that what Jesus said will be. I know that if we speak the truth, 
It may take some time. Things have to catch up with the Word of God, and I'm okay with that. Not that he's asking. But when we do, things will happen. This was the commission, the very last thing that he gave the disciples. Go. Just go and speak what I've given you. Go and speak what I've given you. That's the reason you're on this earth. Go out and say the word that I've put in you. Go out and speak to this world. Go out and speak. Go out and speak. Go out and speak. Go out and speak. speak. Now, the only variable is this, and this is by God's design. When God says something and the will of man is in line. When man says, I believe, man, you are unlocking Jesus Christ to the fullest power. There is one rule that God will not break himself, and that is our will. It is the only thing that God doesn't touch, because if he does, then it wouldn't be free will. So the reality is, is When you speak and you start proclaiming things, you don't look in the natural because you are dealing with a variable that has to come into alignment with that authority. You take your mouth and you start proclaiming in your household, my children will be saved in Jesus' name. My husband's going to be saved in Jesus' name. You just start speaking it, and you start proclaiming it, and you don't look with these eyes. You are start declaring as Jesus did. Now, when the will, when God's going to start working, you think that's not working? You think that when the Lord spoke and said it was, His power is full force. Remember, if He said, let there be light and there was light, when you speak... By the authority that was given you, everything that that person needs is right there. You ever notice, and we've talked about this recently, Jeannie, right? We've been testifying how all of a sudden, it might be 10, 15 years, bam, it's like they flip the switch. It's like instantaneously they came in. How's it happened so fast? Well, it wasn't that fast, was it? You've been proclaiming and speaking and praying out and putting blessings over them and blessings. And you've been speaking light into darkness. All it takes then is just one glimpse of that light. Once that will, bam. Because God's word is definite. It is infinite. There is no stopping it. It will penetrate. But he won't touch your will. So I I wanted to say that as an encouragement. You don't look with these eyes. You don't. You need to understand the power of this thing, and you just keep speaking no matter what you see. Now, if it's not free will involved, if there's not free will involved, there's only one other will, and it's God's will. That's it. So if it's in His Word, then we have the authority to proclaim it. If it's not in his word, then I wouldn't start proclaiming it. Very simple. ABCs. Hooked on phonics, as Tony says, for Christians here. It says that in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, 
that everyone who calls on the, the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? Unless someone tells them. Are you realizing the authority and the power that he's put in here? Literally, this is what I don't get and I'm not God. Somebody's soul hangs in the balance of your mouth. And again, we'll get into it next week. This is also why it's so, it's literally life and death. It says is in the tongue. Because you could be cursing somebody right to hell. And the Bible says if you had the, the ability to speak and to save someone and you don't, that the blood, this is a harsh one, but it's the word. I didn't make it up. The blood's on your hands, not the person's. Now, between them and God, that's between them and God. But he takes blood and puts it on your hands. That's not what I wanted to say, but that's a reality. Do you realize the power and the authority that literally souls hang in the balance because of our mouth? But we need to know, as he says to Philemon, I get it now. I get it, God. When you get what Jesus Christ is in you, when you get fully what he's done in you, it can't help but start flowing out of you. The more you let, as we said last week, Jesus Christ become your groom. We're his bride and he's our groom. The more you let him change you from the inside out, the more he is number one and you are focusing and he's your heart and that's it. The more you let that change occurs, what do you think is going to be bubbling out of you? I don't know the exact spiritual, I can't give you a scripture for this, but I'm going to give you a picture. If you want to throw it away, that's fine. I saw our spirit like a glass, and glasses have a top and a bottom. What happens? You can only fill it so far, and I saw that if you have a whole bunch of you and a whole bunch of junk and a whole bunch of world, when it starts overflowing, what's coming out? A little bit of Jesus because he's in there and a whole lot of you, and the goal is to just to get you out Put as much Jesus, as much word into you as possible. You say, I'm tired. I don't have the time. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You make time. What if your son was running towards a cliff? Would you make time? I would make time. I would drop everything else to go and save a life. And the reality is, is that I believe the Lord wants to teach us something through his word. I gave you the nice side this week. I'm going to give you the heavier side next week because our mouth, it says in James, has the ability to speak blessings or cursings. But the reality is, is that when we walk like Jesus did, and this is what that soldier got, you just say the word. Just say the word. You line up your will with his, and you line up the will 
of another. Someone's ready, someone's willing, and you're willing, and you speak. You better just get out of the way and let God move. Let God be God, because there's no stopping it. I love you guys hear me say this a lot about an unbeliever that's, I can tell when they're on their way, like, man, he's already cooked. He's in the oven, he doesn't even know it. Because, you know, there's so much, so much life and blessing starts surrounding a family and they're speaking it. And it, when Jesus Christ is truly like the center of your life and he's just flowing out, it's changing. It's making effects. It's coming. You, the, the way you speak, you're saying, well, all of a sudden the mouth is starting to change and you start saying not just blessings and it's not just not religious things but you just start speaking differently not even talking about proclaiming i'm not even talking about quoting the word there's there's the power in that that we just talked about but just your mouth just starts talking different you know what i mean yes i think we do <laughs> i was just a young kid but i remember my a ninth grade i'm still a young kid my friend in ninth grade said of me talking about me in third person, oh, he's a Christian. He just swears a lot. <laughs> uh, something's not lining up there. Well, just so you know, after ninth grade, ninth grade, ninth grade, that's a new word. Ninth grade, it, it's a grade, it's nine. After ninth grade, I had a revelation of Jesus Christ and nobody had to tell me to stop talking that way. I had it in my head. I had the knowledge. And when it hit here, as even the story here that Jesus is talking about, I've been proclaiming and they get an idea of me and people are willing to take my stuff, but you've got it. You've, you've clicked in something. You've got the revelation of who, what the authority of Jesus Christ is. And when that happens... Nobody had to tell me. In fact, my best friend said, you used to be a lot cooler. That's what you'll get. So I want to bring us next week into the other side of the mouth. Just start talking about, I think it's only going to be two parts. I'll keep it that. But if the Lord wants to move that, he can. I just felt so compelled to talk about the authority of it before we start talking about the actuals that are flowing out of it. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, God, that you are God. You are ruling. You are reigning, and you don't need our permission to do so, but I thank you, Lord, when we line up with you, when we connect to the Godhead, when we see that you are who you are, when we believe, as your word says, and then we let you speak and start speaking through us, I thank you, Lord, that changes start occurring. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that even families represented here who have loved ones, have friends and workplaces that need to know you, I thank you, Lord, that there's going to be some miracles happening as they begin to speak life into their home and start speaking blessings over their spouses and over their children. I thank you, Lord, that the power of the tongue, just saying the word, it will be done, speaking light into darkness. I thank you, God, for that revelation, Lord. Take it from our heads and put it in our heart and bring it out of our mouth. In Jesus' name, amen.